understand we've all felt stuck at one point or another, even the most successful people among us, because it's a rite of passage, a trial, to see if you have what it takes to be independent. The test is to prove that you deserve your destiny. Each week our goal is to bring you an inspiring story of someone who moved beyond their stranded face and found greatness on the other side. Welcome to The Stranded Podcast, and this is your host, Jessica Hurley. Welcome to The Stranded Podcast. I cannot express my literal excitement today because my guest is thebomb.com. This chick is someone that has truly inspired me on my entrepreneurship journey. And what's unique about her for me and makes it so personal is because she's one of the first female entrepreneurs I ever followed on social media. I know that sounds a little bit catty, but I've lived with an entrepreneur for four years now, my boyfriend, but there were so many times during our relationship that I didn't think that this was something for me that I could do. And she's literally the person that once I started following her, I was like, oh, women do this too. And they're great at it. She has inspired me with her vulnerability, her realness. Girl is just herself and nobody else. She is empowering and just kicks down doors and takes opportunities and will not take no for an answer. Uh, She even shares during this interview how 11 years ago, she snuck into the BET Awards just by walking the red carpet and acting like she was somebody. And I really feel like that's how she goes about life. And it's not a facade. It's not a fake thing. But if she sees something she wants, she knows that prosperity is her birthright, that that's what she deserves and she's going to take it. And so she shares her story with us. You guys, I hope you love it as much as I do. She's the founder of Fearless Magazine. She has her own clothing line. She hosts numerous women empowerments, empowerment events that host thousands of women each year. And she is the author of two books and she does endless speaking engagements. So I have a feeling this woman is going to inspire you as much as she inspires me. I am so excited for you guys to hear her story. And the most important thing I have to mention about her is that when I first started this journey, I was so scared to reach out to powerful, influential entrepreneurs because I was like, they're going to be like, who are you? You're a nobody. You have no downloads. Like, why would I let you interview me on my on your podcast? Or why would I help you? You know, people want you to pay or invest in them to help you. This chick was always there for me. She never let a DM go unseen, always responded to me, always responded to my emails. She has answered so many questions to help me on my journey. So I know you guys are gonna love her because I got mad respect for this chick. So without further ado, my favorite boss chick. Miss Arian Simone. Well, hello, Miss Arian Simone. Hello. How are you, Jessica? I am fantastic. Thank you so much for joining me. My audience has to understand that this is the first interview I've ever been nervous on out of 50 interviews. (laughs) Because you were the first entrepreneur woman I ever followed. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much. I'm honored. There's no need to be nervous. <laughs> but I'm definitely flattered and honored. And thank you for having me. And you just have to know how much you inspired my journey. I've been on a journey for about a year and a half now. And 
your level of confidence just does something for me to let me know that I can do it too every time. Oh, thank you. <laughs> thank you. And you definitely don't be hard on yourself. A year and a half is still new. It's so new because there's people like yourself and others that have been in this game 10 plus years. You got to trust the process. Yeah, most definitely. Most definitely. So I'm a huge fan, but for my audience who I can't believe it if they don't, but if they don't know who you are, yes. <laughs> can you tell them a little bit about uh, about Arian Simone? Yeah, I have no problem with sharing my journey because it's the story that you probably, of course, gravitated to. Yes. I went to Florida University for college and after school, I thought I was going to go work for Apple Bottoms for, I don't know how long, but I ended up working for them for like 30 days. And while I was working at Apple Bottoms, I was doing product placement and I placed product on Jessica Simpson, on Tyra Banks, on Oprah Winfrey herself. Now, mind you, I did all of this in like a 30 day window. So the president's like, oh my gosh, Arian, I'd like to meet with you. And I'm like, of course. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm thinking like, this is like great news. So they called me to the president's office and they let me know that I'm being fired. And I'm like, what do you mean I have to be let go? They're like, well, the company's being sold. You're the last hire. You're just the first fired type thing. Mm. And I was just like, wow. Like I literally left my clothing store in the mall that I had while I was a college student to come do a job full time. And the job ended up only being 30 days. I'm like, okay, this was not the plan. I gave up a whole business. So from there, I said, you know what? I have plenty of work ethic, plenty of hustle. I'm from Detroit, Michigan. I'll just have to figure it out. And over time while I was in my apartment, money just started to dwindle. (laughs) It just started to (laughs) And you were in LA? Yeah, I was in Los Angeles. Yep. At Park La Brea. I think that was the name of it. It's been so long, but I want to say it's either something like that. And they put a notice on my door and it said pay rent or quit. And I said, well, I guess I have to quit because I don't have anything to give you. <laughs> so I packed up my bags and put my furniture in storage. And my mother's friend is who covered my storage at the time because my parents were in like this bad divorce case where they were just shoving money left and right out. And didn't have anything to send me. And I was just like, is this really happening to me? Because I actually grew up middle class. I never thought this was going to be part of my journey or part of my story or part of anything. So I said, you know what? Don't worry about me. I'll just figure things out. So packed up my furniture, packed up my bags, loaded up my car. And I went from my my apartment to my car. And then through that time, I also met a young lady named Prochelle. She was at Apple Bottoms at the time. And she was like, oh, gosh, Erie, you know, I don't want you living out your car. Just come stay on my floor if you can. And I get to her place and it's like 800 square feet, two bedrooms. Mm. I'm like, OK, two bedrooms are not supposed to be an 800 square feet, I don't think. So <laughs> I was like, whoa, um, this is small. And there was a guy cutting hair in one room and it was her boyfriend in the other room. So I had like a small sliver of a living room that I could sleep in or sleep on the floor. So I was like, okay. Well, at that time I ended up on food stamps, welfare and general relief. So my contribution to the house was that I could cook and I would cook meals. And of course I used the food stamps to get the food. And during that time I sold my clothes just so that I could eat and put gas in the car. Like that was just like my little hustle. I was like, whether it was a consignment shop, whether it was me pulling my clothes out of my trunk in the jungle, (laughs) it was just that. I was like, I just got to figure this out. And I had a lot of nice clothes, Versace, Moschino. 
I mean, you name it. I was in school in the 90s during like the Biggie, Notorious B.I.G. era. So everything Versace Moschino was what was cute. So I had plenty of that stuff. <laughs> and I'm like, let me make use of this. Everybody can have it. <laughs> and that's one thing I will say. If you do have stuff like that, honestly, hold on to it. Because I know I undersold so Right. <laughs> just because I was in survival mode. And from there, I learned how to just dance in the rain. Like, despite my situation, despite my circumstance, I just learned to have fun. And one day I got up and I told Rochelle I was going to the BET Awards. She was like, oh my gosh, how cool. She said, who gave you tickets? I was like, nobody. And she's like, okay, well, and you do know you need tickets to walk up in this place, right? I was like, oh, I'm not worried about it. One of my girlfriends from back home is coming to visit. We're going to get dressed up and we're going to sneak into the awards. It will be okay. She's like, okay, what is your plan? I was like, we're going to walk the red carpet like the celebrities. I said, they're not checking their tickets. And she was just like, okay. Like she, I know she probably thought we were not. So got up, put on a dress. And I said, you know what? My mother always taught me, you look the part, you get the role. So I, wow. I looked the part and got down there. And my girlfriend was going from door to door and she almost just interrupted everything. I was like, if you don't quit at trying to sneak through the door, I already told you to walk the carpet like the celebrities. So down by the carpet, this guy says, hey, Arian. And I'm just like, oh, Girl, that's our cue. Come on. <laughs> I didn't know who it was. So I get down there and I'm talking to him. And as I'm listening to him talk, that's when I realize, oh, you went to the same college as me. Right. I don't even remember this guy, but I'm like playing like I remember him because I'm just like, this may be our way in. Right. So he's just like, oh, OK, well, you can walk in the door with me and Usher. I just signed with Usher. So you just come with us. Now, mind you, he still thinks that when he's saying just come with us, he's thinking that we have tickets, but we're just walking in with him. Right. He didn't know I was sneaking into 2015 when I released the book. So, <laughs> and mind you, that was 11 years later. He was like, wait a minute, you used me? <laughs> I was so just thinking Usher that if people heard there. this story and thought about themselves. <laughs> yeah. So Usher just grabs my hand and we all get chased running down the carpet. And they're like, oh, my gosh, who's the girl in the white dress? Who's the girl in the white dress? All the paparazzi is asking. I just told them it was me. I didn't give any name. I, at that point, I can't remember if Usher was married, not married, or relationship, not relationship. I, I, I just said it's me. I was like, let me just slide on through here the best way I can. And thank God this was like way before any form of social media. Right. So that part I didn't have to worry about at all as far as like going viral, being on some story. So we get in the door and he's rushing backstage because I want to say he was probably the opening act. He's rushing backstage. And Rico, that was the guy I was in school at Rico Love, but he was just Richard Butler back then. And he said, oh, we only got like two seats up here. I said, oh, don't worry, our seats are right there. And I pointed to like two empty seats next to G-Unit. <laughs> and we ended up staying there the whole entire show. And we had a blast. Oh, my gosh, we had a blast. And I just continued to dance in the rain. And people hear me tell like the story about Jamie Foxx was holding like this big booty contest. And just to sum this one up, no, I was part of the contest, but I didn't dance or anything. He <laughs> saw me in the crowd. He spotted me out. And all I could think of was that there was $1,000 that was being awarded. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, I won't have to eat off the dollar menu. I got to fix this. all my problems. Yes. But I didn't want to volunteer myself. And luckily, I didn't have to. They he spotted me out and said, her right there. And they pulled me on the stage. 
But long story short, I didn't win the contest. Some girl who was size negative two gets on stage and she does every dance and trick in the in the book. And he's like, well, I can't help you further than this. And I'm like, oh, gosh. I'm like, well, she probably doesn't on a regular. Please, I need the cash right now. Right. <laughs> but I'm glad I maintained my dignity because I had no clue at that moment that I'd end up working in the entertainment industry and that I would end up later on producing an event at Mr. Fox's house with one of my girlfriends. So I knew none of that. I just knew my mother raised a dignified woman, a woman of class. And regardless of what talents I may possess, that just wasn't the place to display them. Right. <laughs> so I said, you know what? Let me just leave with dignity. And I'm glad I did because I ended up winning in the long run. Because when I did pull up to his house, he kept looking at me and he kept saying, you look so familiar. And I just said, I must just have one of those faces. I didn't say anything about. <laughs> you oh, did yeah. not meet me at that contest. <laughs> Yes, like you pulled me up on stage for a big booty contest. Like I did not reveal any of that. I mean, if he knows any of that now, it's because he's just heard me tell the story at some point. And even when I've seen him now or even seen Usher, I don't, I've never even mentioned it. Wow. I've never even mentioned any of this. Because of course, through time at this point now, I, I, I've run into them and I, I end up running into like Usher quite frequently because we both go to the same nail salon. So I, I see people, but I, I, you know, I just let them be them. You are the plug. I need you to know that. <laughs> so silly. So I just let them be them. Like if anybody that's a part of this story has ever heard it, it's because they just heard somebody either retell it to them or replay it for them. I just keep going. So time goes on and Dancing in the Rain hit a crash. And I was at a green light in my vehicle and I was not moving. And mm. I just couldn't understand how this had happened to me. I was like, I did everything I was supposed to do. I was like, I was valedictorian of my middle school. I was a 3.93 graduate of my high school. I was magnum cum laude in my college. I was wow. like, I was the prize child. I was like, how did this happen? I'm like most popular in my high school cheerleader. I'm do. I'm the child that did what her parents told her to do. I'm like, why is this happening to me? And I wasn't mature enough at the time to know that just life just happens because I was just pissed. Right. I was just like, why me? What did I do? And through that time, I am Christian. Through the time, my faith of just increased drastically because I was like, what else am I turning to? <laughs> like, right. Everybody I'm calling is sending $50 that doesn't sustain no more than three days. And right. like, not even that in LA, you can't put your gas up on $50 in Los Angeles. <laughs> not today or not that day. Right. Like, it just <laughs> not 10 years ago. No, it's not in LA. Mm -mm. LA has a different cost of living. Right. So time went on. Oh, and my mother in that moment had called and I was just like, I'm sitting at this green light and she freaks out. And I said, mom, there's no need for you to freak out. I said, I'm not suicidal. I said, but what I can tell you is I am exhausted. I've applied for over 153 jobs. Oh I said, God. I stopped counting at that moment. I said, I stopped counting at that moment. I said, and this is just not Fair. I was like, I just want things to work in my favor. And someone sought me out shortly after that to do some PR and marketing work because they noticed my level of excellence at Apple Bottoms. Now, I was like, you couldn't have called earlier. It's, it's been a while. <laughs> but the reality was that they asked me at that point to clean the toilets, to paint the walls. They would have had a painter or a janitor. Right. It did not matter. I was about to work something ethical for money like please let me know right so through then time goes on and they end up referring me to somebody who refers me to somebody and in two weeks I ended up with like five to seven projects so mm. the blessing from there was that I was like wait a minute I have a business so 
in essence, I had left entrepreneurship, went and got a job, got fired from my job, and ended up back in entrepreneurship. Right. Yes. So I always tell people my story is not just of overcoming. It's really a story about alignment. I was just created to do business in this earth. So even when I tried to veer from it and all hell broke loose, I ended up right back in business for myself again. It pulled you right back in. Yeah. It's just who I am. So I ended up um, getting office space before I got an apartment. I got office space at 5900 Wilshire. And by having office space in that building, there was an LA Fitness on the bottom floor, like right across. And then there's the Steve Harvey's morning show is on the 19th floor. And then I slept on the 26th floor. So every morning I would work out. Security would tell me which celebrities were in the building. And then I would go network. Wow. On the 19th floor. Yeah. Wow. Hustle at heart. Yeah, that was pretty much my routine. And then one day I met Coach Carter from the movie Coach Carter. And he was just like, I'm going to help you. And I was just like, well, how? He said, well, they outsource PR marketing, you know, for films. And I was just like, oh, bet. I had no clue. So he introduced me to like the producers and the executives at Paramount. From there, I called Will Packer and Rob Hardy, who are both FAMU alums. We weren't in school together. But I knew they were somewhat getting their feet planted in the film industry. Right. But they hadn't made it big yet. So I called Will and he said, you know, we're gearing up for Stomp the Yard. And I said, okay. And he says, we hadn't, you know, get, had a big film yet, but this is our first big theatrical release. And I was just like, okay. So he says, I'll get you an interview. And I was just like, great. So I go over there and I interview and the lady, Danielle Mishra, she was VP of publicity at the time for Screen Gems at Sony. Now I think she's a president over there, but this was some time ago. And she said, well, no, you don't have any experience. And I was just like, okay. And in my mind, I'm thinking like, I think this is supposed to be hooked up. (laughs) Right. It's like, I said, oh, but I have a mentor. Because at that moment, I knew that this wasn't, I still had to prove myself. Like, okay, they opened this door, but Erin, you better kick butt now that this door is open. And I said, I have a mentor. And she said, who? I said, her name's Ross Stevenson. And she just said, the job is yours. And I was just like, well, wow. So I called Ross Stevenson because the funny part about this is I didn't really know this lady. Oh, my gosh. Stop. So I dropped her name. But I'd only met her once. We went out to lunch at the Grand Lux at the Beverly Center. I met her through somebody at the radio station. And I said, Rise, I kind of like dropped your name in an interview. And she laughed because she said, oh, you got the job. And I said, I did. And she said, yeah, I was the first black executive at Universal. And I was just like, oh, she's like, so my name holds weight in Hollywood. I was like, oh, my gosh. So she took me over her house and she said, if you're going to wear my name, you have to wear it well. And she taught me everything she knew. Wow. And I was from then on trained to do publicity and promotions for major motion picture studios. And I've worked from then, Stomp the Yard, which ended up being number one two weekends in a row, to this Christmas, to First Sunday, to Will Smith's Hancock and Seven Pounds, to James Bond's Quantum of Solace to Robert De Niro's Limitless, to Takers, to Kevin Hart's Ride Along. I mean, the list at this point, like right now, I'm actually on set. (laughs) Oh, my (laughs) God. I had to myself away. That's why I said I had to go to the car where it was quiet because I know the set. They're like, you can't be talking like this, Arian. So I still consult for films as well. But that has been my journey through the film industry. From there, I learned that part of my ingredient to success, of course, was my fearlessness and I started a platform and magazine called Fearless in 2010. We've had cover girls from Khloe Kardashian to Lala Anthony to Kelly Rowland to Megan Good, you name it. 
and platform just organically grew into this place of female empowerment. Like that wasn't even the initial plan, but I started to see it around 2011 that, oh, there's a place for us to have conferences and event activations. And there's a whole community that's learning and being inspired and educated by the content that we're curating. So that's pretty much how Fearless has started. Right now, currently, I think I run four companies, but that's just how this is just what you are. So I'm I enjoy life. But outside of that, I don't live like that hashtag team no sleep. I did at 23. I'm 37 now. So I'm way more, I would say, pace and at ease. And I leave room for God to perform miracles. Like so often our hands are just so tight onto something and just trying to be in control of something that we just don't even leave room for the miraculous. So now I have the maturity where I'm like, I'm not stressing my stuff out. I'm not getting anxious about anything. However, the dots are supposed to align. The universe will start to move on its behalf to support my energy and my efforts. And that's the vein in which I move and exist. So though it may sound like a lot, honestly, it isn't as it's not overwhelming. I should put it that way. I'm not going to say that it's not a lot because I definitely value all that I have going on. And I think it's important. And I think a lot of things that we do are very important um, to the advancement of others. So I don't take it lightly, but I will definitely say that I just handle it all with grace and ease. You are amazing. Oh, thank you. Listen, that just justified everything I already thought, which was, I feel like women sometimes were were taught or raised to be so humble and ask nicely and don't don't take things that we don't work hard for. And just listening to this just solidifies that no doesn't mean no, it means not right now. And if you want it, you can ask first, but then take it later. And I love this, what you've gone by to get what you deserve. Oh, thank you. (laughs) Like you were not giving up. You were like, this is, I will, no. I will get this. Uh-uh. Honestly, girl, prosperity is everybody's birthright. So no, mm. I'm not giving up. Okay. So from my fabulous and fearless journey to now this 21 day devotional that you just came out. With. Oh, yes. This is actually like my first time. Fearless faith plus hustle. It's about aligning your faith with your hustle. This is my first time doing anything with like my faith on the forefront. It's no secret that I'm a Christian woman. I don't hide it. I definitely express it all the time and in many other facets, but I do work in a secular business. I do work in the entertainment industry. I do things, um, I say very mainstream, Right. but this is my first time building a faith-based platform. That's the at fearless faith hustle platform that I've just started on Instagram. And it consists of the book, a podcast that's coming with it, a tour in a community. So there's like different challenges in it. There's different intensive classes that are going with it. I'm very excited about it. Mm. I'm very excited. I'm not at liberty just yet to release the date. Ah! But just if you follow the platform and sign up on the link, you'll be the first to find out. Yay! I will definitely link it in the show notes for everybody. This is more than worth checking out. Everything that Arian puts out in the atmosphere is has been nothing short of amazing. I've always loved all of your content, and I believe in the message that you spread with the world. So I am very, very excited. Oh, thank you. Thank <laughs> you very much. So 
I don't want to take up too much of your time, but I, I do have to ask you a few short questions. I want to That's know fine. through this whole journey, what would you say your best advice ever received was? My best advice ever received? I can give a best advice, but I don't know if it was something that I received. This is just something I learned. Yeah, give My it up. My best advice that I would offer to somebody is honestly patient. Mm. I would have still had my store today had I just been patient. But because I wasn't patient, I thought I was failing. And really, I wasn't failing. I just should have been patient. You don't know that that message was actually for me. Thank you, ma'am. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I needed that today. <laughs> so you've got Fearless Magazine, two books now, the Arian Simone collection, which you didn't even talk about. And then I can't even mention the endless speaking engagements that I see you traveling for every oh, single week. What yeah, inspires you? I'm on the road again. I know exactly. <laughs> what? Set, seriously, like I'm I'm off to designer vacay for my girlfriend Promise to go speak. Said what? What? I'm sorry. No, you're fine. What inspires you every day to keep doing this? All of it. Oh, people like you, yourself, and everybody else who's just being blessed by it. Like that's enough fuel for anybody to keep going. Mm. All right. So last one. What advice? Would you give 18-year-old Arian Simone? Oh, that's probably like the first one about being patient. And But I would just say to give you something different in that aspect of what I was saying prior. Yes. Is to be present. At 18, I was so ready to be 21. And at 21, I was so ready to be 25. Mm. And now I just enjoy the moment that I am in. I enjoy the day. I'm not worried about tomorrow. Of course, I have intentions. I have goals. I have things that will take place. But I am very present. Like, I remember at my Fearless Moguls event the other day that we had the Spanx headquarters. There were, like, these women, they were lined up to speak to me. And I was just like, give me one second. I said, because I'm a very present person. Right. And whoever I was talking to at that moment, they had all my attention. Wow. Like, it didn't matter how many other people were there. Like, that person is who had my attention. and went up to the neck. That's who has my attention. So I'm very present now. And before, I could see the 18-year-old me just trying to rush that person, turn around, see what's going on, maybe on my phone. Like, no, I'm just very present. This is what I have to say about you on here outside of what I've already mentioned in the beginning about how you have helped me with my confidence and the way that how vulnerable you are on social media is something that, like, I know I can count on every day. I feel like I know you. <laughs> oh, thank you. But something that you really helped me with was when I started my podcast, I had this big idea that I was going to interview all these greats. And I remember the first person I reached out to said, well, I need to know how many listeners you have or else I, I can't do it. And I was like, wow, is this what this is going to be like? Like, you know, how am I going to promote my podcast? How am I going to do this? But you have always been available to me and I am a complete stranger to you. I have oh. messaged you time and time again and you have never not responded to me. So oh. I just need to say thank you for always being a real person, always being honest about your journey and telling us everything, all of it. I mean, you know, and even the moments when you're with your nephews or you're cooking dinner. <laughs> you said my nephews or what? Or cooking dinner. Like yes. talking about your blood type. Know. I was like, oh my gosh. this is, listen, I've been following you for a minute now. <laughs> I love to cook. And you're right. I do love my Chase and Carter, my heart. But yep. Yeah, I do love to cook. Then I'm just like, this girl is too real. And the fact that you've always been available to me has really inspired me to keep going. So I just really have to tell you, thank you for that. Oh, you are more than welcome. You are more than welcome. So since I have big upped you, you have to tell my audience where they can stalk you. Ah, that's so funny. <laughs> 
I'm at Arian Simone, A-R-I-A-N-S-I-M-O-N-E, at Fearless Mag. Mm. And at my Fearless Faith Hustle. That's the new one. But yeah, those three, they can come stalk me over there. I'll be happy to have them. And she hosts amazing events all year long, so make sure you're on the lookout for them. Oh, thank you. Miss Arian, thank you so much for your time and blessing us with your story and your motivation. You are much appreciated. Oh, thank you. I appreciate you having me. Thanks again for joining us on another episode of The Stranded Podcast. If you felt inspired or moved today, make sure to leave a review on iTunes. You can learn more about us and our guests at thestrandedphase.com. And don't forget that your stranded phase is a rite of passage on your journey to greatness.